particularly favor one side or the other. So it wasn't that Krishna favored them or wanted the Pandavas to win because they happened to be Krishna's relatives. Generally, that's the way the world works, isn't it? Just like uh, India politically is dominated by the uh, Nehru Gandhi family, and here in Tamil Nadu, the president, the present chief minister, once is preparing his son to take charge. But Krishna is not favoring the Pandavas because they happen to be his relatives, but because they are his devotees. And Krishna wants that his devotees will rule the world, because the devotees will create a social atmosphere that is favorable for people to cultivate spiritual law. Otherwise, from the perspective of governance, Duryodhana was a capable leader of a capable king. Duryodhana also maintained the Brahmanas, performed sacrifices, and did all the duties of a king. But because Duryodhana was opposed to the principle of Krishna Bhakti, which is the ultimate goal of life, therefore Krishna wanted Yudhishthira to take his rightful position as the king. So Arjuna's um, objection that there would be social chaos as a result of the fighting was answered by Krishna. That Krishna saw worse uh, social disorder if Duryodhana stayed on the throne. If Duryodhana had stayed on the throne, there would have been relative, if the Pandavas had just said, okay, we're, we're, we'll just do whatever you want, Duryodhana. And Duryodhana uh, stayed in his position. Then society might have superficially gone on in a stable way. But Krishna saw that although the society in many ways might have seemed as if it was all right, it was all wrong. Because without Palawat Bhakti, whatever else we do, it may seem very good, but it's like the decoration on a dead body. So, yes, devotees should speak on social issues, but devotees' perspective is different to that of anyone else. There are various social, social, economic, and political theories. Most of the modern uh, intellectual at the universities, the academia, in social studies, politics, they're all Marxists mostly. Marxists. Even though Marxism has already been shown to be a total failure, the so-called intellectuals in the universities uh, still think it's fashionable to promote that. So uh, then there's capitalism, fascism, 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 utilitarianism. This was an economic theory, a social economic theory, that the best system of governance is that which produces the best
best well-being for everybody. So actually out of these ideas, out of utilitarianism has come Marxism, capitalism, they all propose to help the humans, to, to uplift human society. Uh, at the present time in India, not just at the present time, but for the last, practically since I mentioned Nehru, practically since the time of Nehru, that means Jawaharlal the, uh, the, the direction of India has been towards industrialization, with the idea that India should develop and prosper with industry, following the Western example. And all over the world, this is propagated that this is civilization. People think that civilization means to have big factories, roads, cars, and so on. And they talk about the developed countries being those that have more roads and cars and factories. Backward countries, which means that they just live very simply. And the developing countries, that means those who are just getting their roads and factories and cars together. So human civilization at the present time is considered advanced or backward in proportion to its industrial development. So the Vedic challenge is that this is not civilization. And it's totally misdirected. The goal of life is not to produce more and more objects for sense gratification. The proper purpose of human life is described by Lord Krishna. Uh, not in Yeah. 
scientists. They will uh, hold up their hand. All they can do is warn the people to evacuate their home. A few years ago, there was this uh, hurricane Katrina, which more or less destroyed the city of New Orleans. And after that, there was so much, because there was, the war of water was broken down, and among the survivors, there was looting and ripping and total animals. It just shows that even though there was um, so much technological development, culturally, the people were no better than animals. So what is the value of a civilization that produces lots of machines, but then the people are like animals or worse. People are like animals or worse because for all their technological development, they have simply emphasized animal propensities. Speaking of human rights, first of all, become 
between all these agencies on rights, how much rights can we have anyway? If you say, I deny the right to live forever, you come back. I deny I demand the right that I will never get diseased. We come here. We are limited in control by material nature. This idea that we should have freedom. What freedom? We are controlled. We are very limited in what we can do. So real human civilization doesn't mean to try for sensual It should not be based on sensual education. Human civilization begins by recognizing that we are controlled and that we are limited. And that, therefore, we should try to understand our actual position in the universe rather than trying to control the universe. This attempt to control material nature by science is like the attempt of Ravana to build a staircase to the heavenly realms. For some time it may look that it looked like Ravana was going to be successful, but in the end it was totally smashed. So in the same way for some time it might have seen that technological society was going to make heaven on earth. Now we see the actual result. In every way the world is in a big mess. There's an idea that by educating everybody, everybody will become very sober and well behaved. Instead, people have become more competitive and selfish and exploited. We see that the, the terrorists who took part in the attacks in Bombay, they were, uh, many of them were highly educated. Or the, the idea that science will improve our lives. As the result of all this uh, technological so-called development, all the cities are polluted. The rivers are polluted, the oceans are polluted. Why are there so many hurricanes and irregularity in the, in the weather? It's because of the cumulative pollution of the ecosphere. America was supposed to be the most powerful country, the model for all other countries to follow. Now America is finished, it's on the way down. Everyone can see it. And so many Indians who went to America, now they're all coming back. The idea, we shall build up India as a superpower. There have been so many superpowers. Once upon a time, the world's superpower was Mongolia. Right? No, yes. Jagiskan. Then uh, Iraq, which is now smashed by the American uh, benevolence. That was also a great environment. Egypt, who cares for Egypt? But that was a that was a great environment. Ethiopia, which was one of the world's most poverty-stricken places, that was once a great empire. Britain, a short time ago, was great, great Britain. Now they have a song which they describe as Britain. Yesterday, all my problems seemed so far away. Now it seems that they are here to stay. I believe in yesterday. This was proposed as the new British National Anthem. Actually, the British National Anthem is God Save the Queen. And when she dies, God won't save her from death. Then it will be God Save the King. And many people in Britain are saying, why should 
We don't believe in any God. We don't believe in saving the Queen. Keep them out. We don't need any Queen or any King. So like this, there have been so many empires. They build up big empire. They conquer the world. And then by the course of time, inevitably, the whole empire collapses. And then some other empire comes. We are supposed to learn from history about the mistakes of the past. But the only thing we learn from history is that we never learn anything from history. We just go on making the same mistakes again and again and again. So this idea, India will become a superpower. This is stupid. There's this little country, Pakistan, which has practically no industry. And it's causing so much trouble to India. I can't even control this little country called Pakistan. There's so many Maobadis uh, in the jungle and the big Indian armed forces, they can't control What's the use anyway of having some big civilization based on sense gratification? Actually, India is the, old, the world's only superpower and it always has been. Spiritually, India is the leader of the world, but Indians don't realize that. The only real superpower is Krishna. Empires come and go, but Krishna remains as the supreme. And India is a spiritual superpower because it has the knowledge and the culture by which we can connect with Krishna. So India is meant to lead the world in spiritual culture. And actually when India was following its spiritual culture, then automatically it was materially prosperous also. Why did the Europeans, the, the British, the French, the Dutch, the Portuguese, they all came sailing all the way around Africa, missing Africa, to come to India. Why? Because India was fabulously wealthy and the Europeans wanted to come to get silk, gold, jewels. When India was following her culture, she was very rich. But now she has forgotten her culture and is imitating the West. So West or East, the present tendency of human society is totally animalistic. India is meant for spiritual realization, but instead they are adopting the practice of the culture of the West. It's like I was talking about human rights. This is something very much promoted by the Western societies. Democracy, human rights. But the Vedic uh, conception of rights is much more developed. In English, there's the word citizen. It means uh, a free member, free member of human society. The Sanskrit word is praja. It means any living being born within the society. It's not only that humans have rights, but all living beings have rights. So these rascals, they have peace conferences, and every day thousands of animals are being slaughtered. They talk about peace, and then they break up for lunch and they're eating meat. Meat was coming from the slaughterhouse, which is not at all peaceful. They're such fools and rascals, they don't see the connection between the slaughterhouse and the slaughter in the battle. Because they are slaughtering animals, therefore the humans must slaughter each other. So our proposal is that 
even though it had big universities and big factories and big cities, you have no idea about how to live even as a human being. The whole society needs reorganizing on a completely different basis. Basic ideas on which modern society is founded are all wrong. The idea that life should be lived for sense gratification is a total disastrous mistake. This mistake is at the root of all the problems of modern society. Vedic civilization is based on simple living and high thinking. Vedyas is the symbol, is the pratik of the epitome of a civilized person. He lives in some ashram, cave ashram. Lives with his wife, but very simply, without any extraneous needs. And produces so much literature for the benefit of human society. So everyone should live simply and cultivate spiritual life and act for the benefit of others. As modern civilization is based on selfishness, what can I get for myself? But human real human civilization, uh, people they don't think so much of rights as their duty toward others. This is cooperative society rather than a competitive society. Everyone should cooperate for the sake of not simply for economic and social matters, but ultimately for spiritual realization. Human society, real human society, means it should be divided into four partners and four ashrams. Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Brahmachari, Vihasta, Panamastha, Sanyas. You don't need to translate. So, um, People think, oh, this is the caste system, this is very backward. But the original Varna system is the best system for dividing human society. Anyway, human society is divided. Instead of dividing people against each other, we should divide them in such a way that they can uh, help each other. For instance, the Brahmana caste, it's not meant simply by birth, but those who are naturally intellectually and philosophically inclined, they should be Brahmins. They're not meant for a lazy life to exploit others, but to contribute a spiritual and material guidance for the rest of human society. Nowadays the Kshatriya class in India is almost totally finished. There's no, we don't find any real Kshatriyas. To some extent they may among the the Sikhs and the, the, the Jats and there's some like in Gujarat there's Chadejas, there's people who join the, the Gurgas and Nepal, still some Kshatriya spirits. In the, uh, in the modern society the businesses and capitalism is emphasized. So the Vaishya castes have flourished. It's like in this area, the Chetiyas, and in Gujarat, there are the Patels, and the, uh, many of the Marwaris. 
and naturally business oriented. Uh, it's, you can say it's almost in their, it, it's in their blood, in business, their culture. So the idea of, because they're naturally inclined like that, that you can, you can take a hotel, just like the Gujaratis in the 1970s, they were thrown out from Uganda. And they came to England with nothing. Not, they were not even, not even from those they were allowed to take with them. Uganda, they were thrown out from one country in Africa called Uganda. Where they dominated all the business. So they arrived in England with nothing. In 10 years, they all had their own businesses. So, just, but not everyone would do that. Some people are more capable than others. Different people have different capabilities. Sajan Karma Krishna speaks about the kind of, one should perform the kind of work that is suitable to his nature. So the basic division of society is scientific. It's not biased. If someone has uh, natural business tendencies, then why try to make him into a The Those who are, have natural business tendencies, they should be controlled by the Kshatriyas so that they don't use their business tendency to exploit others. And the Kshatriyas should be controlled by the Brahmanas by their higher knowledge. Brahmanas are on top of society and are to be respected by everyone because they have higher knowledge. Because they have higher knowledge, they do not have an exploitive tendency. They live very simply. They, they are not dependent on anyone. So this is a scientific division of society for ult based ultimately on God realization. Modern society is totally misdirected. Simply on the bodily level. India thinks it's very good because they won some medals at the Commonwealth Games. Well, that's also there in traditional Indian culture. There's, there's wrestling and martial arts and so forth. That's part of human culture, but it's not the, the highest level of human culture. S spiritual knowledge, this is the apex of human culture. There are so many universities and colleges in India and they're just producing engineers, which is, which means some technological, somewhat intelligent students, that's <laughs> But the gurus in India, they were for producing people who understood the goal of life. So our Christian conscious movement proposes to reform the misdirected civilization on the basis of Vedic knowledge. Harish, is there any comment, question, or sawal, protest, challenge? Everyone is stunned. Let's just see if any members of the public. Anyone like to say anything? Well, does that mean everyone agrees with what we said? Amal. What does he say? He doesn't accept the caste system. Well, we also don't accept it as it's going on in India just for exploitation, that I discussed. Whether or not you have an official caste system, you have some people who are more intelligent than others. 
And some people are more capable than others in different ways. So instead of pretending that those differences don't exist, why not encourage them and channel them in the proper way? For instance, if someone has a natural tendency to organize agriculture and business, then why not train him in that way? But for the benefit of society, not for exploitation. If someone is, uh, by their inclination, they're more inclined to uh, serve others, then why try to make them something that they're not? Would you rather have some, someone who's driving an auto rickshaw as the Prime Minister, or someone who's trained in the social, political, and economic issues? The Varna system is not necessarily based on birth. It simply means to recognize that different people have different tendencies and to train them according to those tendencies. That makes sense, doesn't it? It is. It is a reasonable, but it is a That's because the whole spirit of modern society is based on exploitation. And therefore, whatever system you bring in, whether it's capitalism, communism, it will simply result in exploitation. Therefore, proper spiritual training is required. But actually, capitalism works on the spirit of, of exploitation. Communism, theoretically, is non-exploitable. And because it makes the mistake of thinking that everyone is equal, and doesn't train people according to their propensities, therefore it ends up in exploitation anyway. Because all these man-made systems are, are not based on knowledge of the actual purpose of human life. They all necessarily degrade human civilization to the animal level. So without that scientific Varnashram system, then anyway you get some people who are businessmen, some people are intellectuals, some people who, even though they go to school and get an education, they end up working in a factory or driving an auto. Brahmanism means intellectuals. In every society there are intellectuals. Although in communist society they often try to suppress the intellectuals. Or just kill them. Kshatriya means uh, administrators, leaders. One of them is, both in capitalism, both in democracy and communism, they, because they don't recognize the importance of leaders, or real leaders, therefore they end up with mediocre leaders and committees to run everything, and there's no proper leadership. Because they don't train anyone in leadership, they end up with mediocre, at best, leaders. America is the champion of democracy. Now their recent presidents have been a peanut farmer. Among their recent presidents, presidents have been a peanut farmer. Peanuts, growing peanuts, groundnuts. And before him was a, uh, a cattle farmer. Killing, killing animals, killing cows, for instance. And they had a uh, movie actor who was not very successful, like a second-grade movie actor. He became the president. Mediocre people. 
Thank you, Hare Krishna. 